In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Welcome to part two of Alien Antichrist, our interview with author Jeffrey Wingo. Alien disclosure, is it coming? Is it real? Is it biblical? Is it something we should be concerned about? On part two of this broadcast, we discuss Alien Antichrist, the terrifying truth of aliens, Antichrist, the end of days, and what is soon coming to an unsuspecting populace. with us and uh, we're going to be diving more into his book what i think should be in every christian's library alien antichrist a tremendous book we've covered a lot of material and we're going to dive right back into it on this second session with him and we appreciate him taking the time with us mr wingo good to have you with us here uh, on the show it has been an, an unbelievable experience learning and growing and uh even in the midst you know uh, gang we had a word of prayer before we started and before we started, we had the powers of darkness fighting. Uh, in the midst of the powers of darkness of fighting, you told a story ending last time and the powers of darkness were fighting. And I think I'd like to pick right back up there because that really does connect the whole thing. Alien Antichrist. We're not talking about little green men or Nordics that are just you know lovable little people from another culture. We're talking about an ancient evil, a biblical evil that's been around for a long time. And what people are experiencing and maybe failing to discern is that this is the end time presentation of the powers of darkness. Is that ultimately what you're getting to in Alien Antichrist? That, that's exactly right. The, uh, when John says that the entire world is going to see the beast, that's exactly what he was talking about. And, you know, on page 175, I have a, a quote from the Bible here, which just about sums up the entire thing. It's from Psalm 78, uh, 78:49. It says, He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, anger, wrath, and indignation, and trouble by sending evil angels among them. Now, we're, yes. talking, about the, we're talking about the ancient Israelites here who are grumbling against the blessings of God. Mm -hmm. He sent evil angels among them as a judgment. Yes. And people today want uh, alien disclosure. They want our government to say, yes, these things are real. Ultimate alien disclosure is not going to come from the governments of the world. It's going to come from the hand of Almighty God. Well, that's a great statement. That's a great statement because I think that's what, what everybody is waiting for now. And especially, and listen, we just talked about this. I was on another show, uh, Backwoods Bible Broadcast, and 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 we're as a soul trap, we're a supporter of that that show as well. And we were just talking about, you know, when is disclosure gonna come? When is disclosure gonna come? And I like what you said. It's it's not a governmental thing. This is a spiritual thing. And and I want to start because we we really ended, and I want to take the turn now. In our last show, we ended. Now we're talking about, I want to get to the, the actual invasion, the disclosure. What is this going to look like? And in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, 
Uh, it says, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, singular, a lie. And we don't even have to get into all the details and the nuances. That it's simply a lie. There is a lie that is so powerful, so delusional, that I think a cross-reference is over there where Jesus said that if, if it were possible, it could actually deceive yeah. the elect. The lie to me, from what I'm reading in, in Alien Antichrist, is that these it is an alien. It is an extraterrestrial. Our hope comes from them. You mentioned in the book the invasion process, and, and I like the way you termed it in the sense of this is a, a process that's going to happen. Now, look, again, early on, and we've got all kinds of listeners to the soul trap. We're, this is not a theological debate about the timing of how these things are going to happen. It is a theological statement about what is going to happen. So regardless of how the timing is, tell us about, walk us through what you're talking about when you say the stages of alien invasion, as foreign as that sounds to a Christian's mind, describe that to us in a spiritual context. Well, first of all, we have to realize that the Bible is talking about actual future events. When John saw these events uh, in his uh, the visions for the book of Revelation, God showed him exactly what was going to happen with his understanding of that day. In Revelation chapter 12, we see that uh, Satan, the great dragon, is going to be cast out of the heavens with his uh, fallen angels. And the Bible says in Revelation 12, 12, it says, uh, therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. They're rejoicing because they're free of the defilement. And it says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. When these things come down and um, they're going to be like beings of light, uh, Paul even said that, that Satan is an angel of light, the people of the world uh, are going to just embrace them because these things are going to seem like uh, saviors. Um, it's possible that, that this casting out could take place um, after the Gog-Magog War, where the Middle East is just devastated as the nations of the world are trying to destroy Israel. And um, at that time, the world is reeling. You think about a reeling right now with the coronavirus. Think about what would happen if you had millions of people in these armies, the armies, uh, the Arab armies, the Russian armies, uh, all of these different armies, uh, literally destroyed by a firestorm from the sky. And then all of a sudden, the heavens are opened and these beings start coming down. There, this is uh, The world is actually set up right now for a great deception. When it says in uh, 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2 about the strong delusion, the reason God sends the strong delusion is because people won't receive the truth. So mm -hmm. he hands them over to what they want. He hands yeah. them over to the power of their sin. He hands mm -hmm. them over to the power of their idols. And when these things come down, I believe that um, once they leave the heavens, that they're going, some, something is going to happen to their spiritual constitution. And I get into this in the book. Yes. The, the, Greek, the Greek word for it is okaterion. And you can reference yes. that in, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, when it says the believer longs to be clothed with his, uh, I'm just paraphrasing here, his, his house from the heavens, his, mm -hmm. his new body, his new glorified body. Well, that word is okaterion. And 
these things, when they come down through here, uh, when they come down from the sky, uh, there's going to be a constitutional change that occurs, and they mm. won't be able to go back. They yes. will be here. I believe they will be here in the flesh. That will be the first invasion, and uh, this war will break forth over the earth. I think everybody around the entire earth will be able to see this, and mm. it'll be an awesome sight and will be the perfect cover for them to come down to earth and for uh, for the uh, alien Antichrist, the, the Antichrist himself, to say, I'm God. Right. I'm Christ. Because that's exactly what it says in Second Thessalonians. Right. The lie that it's talking about here is that the Antichrist, the beast, the man of sin, is God. Yes. And he will have spiritual power to prove it. Right. So let me bounce something off of you. And this is just, again, uh, you know, just getting into the timing. It's interesting because I think the church, probably the last 50 years, has had this idea that when the rapture takes place, because Corinthians says twinkling of an eye, they assume that's how we're raptured out, which the twinkling of an eye does not reference that. It's referencing the transformation of our body. Right. But when Jesus is raptured out, when Elijah is raptured out, there is a, a, a catching away, which I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to be irreverent, but man, does it have a lot of similarities to an abduction. How yeah. delusional would it be for them to be transformed, to be abducted out? And the next thing you know is, like you said, you have somebody that shows up that says, by the way, we are Jesus. We are Muhammad. We are Buddha. We are these people that you've misunderstood. We are, like Jesus said, many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. We are the anointed ones, the Anunnaki, the shining ones, and, and we're here to save you. It, it, can you see something like that playing out? Yes. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, uh, your listeners can uh, look this up. It says, even him, talking about um, the man of Satan, or the man of sin, whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Mm. And you know, I, I, I got to looking into all of this thing, all of this right here, and when it talks about power and signs, these are the same words that are used to describe uh, the signs that Jesus performed, the miracles that Jesus performed to prove uh, his authenticity as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. uh, once the restrainer is removed and Satan is allowed to run uh, free uh, without restraint, uh, this all power is all satanic power. It's satanic signs and satanic lying wonders. And an interesting aspect of this, and, and your listeners can go to the Blue Letter Bible and look up this verse and do a little word study on those phrases, lying wonders. It mm -hmm. refers to a, a sign in the heavens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, I, when I saw that, uh, I can still remember the moment um, uh, years ago when I looked this up and I said, this, this is the perfect setup. The mm -hmm. alien a myth is the perfect setup for the coming of the Antichrist. And mm -hmm. so when we have the first invasion, which will be the casting out, in Revelation chapter 12, these beings are going to come down here, and they're going to claim that they're, they're our creators. I believe they will claim to be uh, gods, and they will have spiritual power to perform signs and miracles and lying wonders to prove. And they will also prove one more thing, and that is they will prove an ancient genetic link between mm. the aliens 
and the humans that goes back to Genesis chapter six, verse four. Yeah. Okay. So let me back up just a minute. Let me, let me take it this direction then. In the book, there's a strong connection between it's it's the terrifying truth about UFOs and aliens. Okay, what are we seeing when when you have the the whole the the mytho the mythology around the Majestic Twelve, the Condon Report, Project Blue Book? What what is the government from your study? Is there an active element? that's possibly in connection already with the powers of darkness at the highest levels of government or, and, and whether they realize it's the powers of darkness or not, are they in connection already possibly with what they would even deem uh, as, as alien beings? Do you, do you see where I'm, I'm going with that? Yes. I see exactly where you're going with it. Um, I read an article by John Keel years ago. John Keel was not a Christian, but he mm-hmm. did a lot of investigation into the UFO phenomenon and he came to the conclusion that the, the activity of UFOs and aliens is the same activity as ancient demonological phenomenon. It's the mm-hmm. same phenomena. There's no difference. Whatever you see in the history of demonic activity, in the history of the church, in the history of the worlds of the world, you see that same activity going on with UFOs and aliens. He said. Uh, and I, I can't remember, I should have looked this up, but I can't remember what, what article it was. But he said he believed it was his opinion that the United States Army Air Force at that time in 1947 had this figured out that um, they realized what it was. Now, he didn't go on and explain what he thought that was. But let me explain what I think that he was mm-hmm. getting at, because as a Christian, he just couldn't he just couldn't go there. Yeah. They realize that this is a power that they cannot manipulate, that they want, but they can't have. Mm-hmm. And so various parts of our government, and your listeners can look this up uh, themselves, various parts of our government have been involved in occult research, dealing with devils, dealing with fallen beings. Uh, this began uh, actually back in the 1950s, but a good example of it is um, – what was called Project Stargate. Uh, the United States government funded the Pentagon, actually the um, be the uh, military arm there. Of a, it was a black project to research psychic phenomenon. And they actually funded and um, had on payroll uh, men and women who could use psych- so-called psychic power to remote view um, uh, distant objects, distant military targets, um, they call it remote viewing, but the Bible calls it um, uh, witchcraft, and the Bible refers to it. It's the same activity that uh, uh, people involved in the occult have done for years, astral projection, leaving the body, going into different dimensions, different times. Our government was involved with this so much that at one point, and there's a book out there called Remote Viewers by a guy named Jim uh, Snevel, I believe his name was. He said that the act, the demonic, or he didn't call it demonic activity, but he said this, the activity became so great uh, in the lab in California. Um, you're gone from the. Screen. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Is it possible that at the highest levels of our government, 
that there is a connection, whether they realize it's the powers of darkness or whether they realize that it is, they think that it's some kind of alien power. Is it possible that the highest levels, there's a connection? You mentioned John Keel, an article you read about the Air Force and, and, and what he thought, and then you took us down that road, and then that's when all of our systems went haywire. So <laughs> uh, take us back down that road. What do you think about that? Yes. Uh, it It is a dangerous road, and while that problem occurred, I was praying um, and bring the uh, authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ into this situation. But the answer to your question is yes. Um, our United States government has been involved with occult research for years. And um, years ago, out in uh, Stanford Research Institute and Lawrence Livermore, uh, there were experiments going on and active experiments where they were, we were, they were using uh, men and women who had the psychic ability to uh, remote view uh, enemy targets, uh, the enemy themselves, uh, talking about the Chinese and the Russians. And by the way, the Russians and the Chinese also have these programs and probably still have these programs going on. Mm-hmm. What they were doing was using occult power uh, to uh, astral project, leave their bodies. They call it remote viewing, but it's a it's an occult technique and they are dealing with uh, 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 spiritual uh, realities here. They are uh, actually um, in contact with familiar spirits that mm-hmm. give them information. This is this is an old, old activity. This is not something new. But the part where the show shut off, I was getting ready to talk about a book that I years, uh, have here that I read years ago, and it will prove the point that our United States government is involved in it, and they know exactly what they're doing. And the reason they want to do this, and it's probably still going on today behind closed doors, obviously, they want technology, mm-hmm. and they want advanced technology, and they figure that they can get this from interdimensionals, they would refer to them as, that they can use that technology to get an edge over all the nations of the world. Jim Snebel, um, in his book, Remote Viewers, uh, The Secret History of America's Psychic Spies, says this. He says, in the days, and this is referring to an experiment that they were running in the laboratory with scientists. In the days and weeks that followed, they began to feel they were collectively possessed by some kind of tormenting, teasing, hallucinating, inducing spirit. Mm. They would all be in a laboratory together setting up an experiment. Now, we're talking about scientists here. Or one of the fellows and his wife and children would be at home just sitting around when suddenly there in the middle of the room would be a weird, hovering, almost comically stereotypical image of a flying saucer. Mm. It was always about eight inches across in a gray, fuzzy monochrome, as if it were some kind of a hologram. Now get this. On the other hand, the flying saucer wasn't the only form the Livermore visions took. Now this is in Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, by Mm -hmm. the way. This isn't in some seance in a back room somewhere on a stormy night, okay? There were sometimes animals, fantastic animals from the ecstatic lore of shamans, such Mm -hmm. as the large raven-like birds, that were seen traipsing through the yards of several members of the group. These are scientists who are seeing mm. this happening in their homes. One of them appeared briefly to a physicist named Mike Russo and his terrified wife. The two were lying around one morning when suddenly there was this giant bird staring at them from the foot of the bed. Wow. That's what happens when you mess around with spiritual realities. Yes. Uh, yes. They play 
They play according to their own rules. You may think that you're getting something and they will lead you along. And they do this to people involved in the occult all the time. They lead them along. They, they allow those people to think they have spiritual power. And then they start to turn on them. Mm. And that our government has been involved with this. This is the United States government has been involved with this stuff for years. I don't have any current information on it, but if that information is correct, that I just read that proves that the experimentation has been uh, going on. They've used drugs they use, and to enhance this power. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible refers to that as sorcery. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the use of, yeah, fornicate. Yes. The use of drugs to get in contact with familiar spirits. Yeah, because and that's that something that's gone a long time. It's interesting you said that because one of the things that's interesting throughout the Bible is the connection of birds and the powers of darkness. Yeah. And, and one of the things I found so interesting about your book, and again, I, I want to take just a moment and I want to stress to all of our listeners and all that are watching the podcast or listening to it, you need to go and get the, uh, Alien Antichrist by Jeffrey A. Wingo. You need to get that book now. Read it now. And one of the things that I think is so interesting is the interconnection in all in, in so many case studies that i've read you find birds showing up owls showing up in these abduction cases and yet they're just dismissed as as you know some type of hallucinogenic the other thing that's interesting is the the eyes uh in the case studies they often talk about the eyes of these quote-unquote aliens, uh, and they seem to be soulless and that kind of thing like that. I think it's very fascinating. Like you said, when you look at this, the question is, you've got maybe two levels of government, one that uses this to hide their own projects that they want to do. Nick Redfern, uh, an author, he suggested that Roswell was actually hiding using human experiments, Yes. Uh, for that, um, which which is <laughs> you can't put it past it. But then you start really scraping in and getting into things like Project Artichoke, you know, the famous MK Ultra. What were they really using the drugs for? What were they really testing? And, and, and I, it really seems to me that I agree with you. When you go all the way back, Pharaoh had his magicians. Nebuchadnezzar has his magicians. What's to make us think that that somewhere at the highest levels of government, we're not in connection some way, shape, or form with the powers of darkness in a real way. Yes. When, when they connect with these things, they're dealing with spiritual realities. And uh, a lot of people, as you, as you heard from that quote, a lot of people get hurt from this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I would caution your lis lis listeners, if I could, uh, just yes. for a moment, to give them, to give them a caveat. Um, do not play around with this stuff. Um, you will literally lose your mind. Yes. Um, these things have spiritual power uh, to get obsessed with UFOs and aliens and that kind of thing. Um, I study it on the side, but um, I want you to know that uh, if the Lord has called you to look into it, then be very careful and walk very carefully with it. Um, not too long ago, I was looking into something uh, and the Lord, the Holy Spirit immediately told me to shut it down. Mm. And I did. And uh, there are certain lines that you cannot cross with this stuff. So anyway, to get back to our. our well, no, let's stay there for just a second, Mr. Wingo, if we can, because I think that's, you know, one of the things that, you know, at the soul trap and I, I'll have people reach out to me from time to time and tell me their story. Um, you know, most of it is private. And so you don't, you know, right. 
But I think there's an assumption that this is this is, you know, 80, 90 percent of what we do, when in fact it's not. It's 10 to 20 percent of, of what we do. And you're exactly right. I think there is a line. Let me let me push that a little bit with you. If that's true individually, if that's true individually, what you're saying, and I believe that it is. Is it possible that that's true nationally? Can a culture get to the point where whether it's the mock pagan ceremonies at the at the uh, Super Bowl halftime show, whether it's the fascination with the occult or the, can it get to a tipping point where as a culture we, we are in a dangerous position and we're not even talking about the old um, uh, the old exorcist you know spinning head projectile vomiting. We're talking about aliens. We're talking about people coming from the skies, but we get into the point where we've crossed the point of no return. Yes. A, a lot of the uh, the entertainment that you see on TV, actually some of it is uh, occult rituals being acted out. Uh, some of the Super Bowl uh, halftime shows, that, that's proved. I mean, just go to a website like Vigilant Citizen, and uh, they give good examples of uh, the occult connection between uh, the fashion uh, culture, uh, the music culture, and entertainment. And these people, some of these people, have, I'm talking about the artists, uh, the musicians, uh, the fashion uh, people who put this stuff forward. They actually give themselves over to this and uh, claim that they get a lot of their ideas from these uh, spiritual powers. Yes. And these things are real. And when we have a culture like ours that has become pagan, which it is, it is not Christian by any means. We have Christians. We have uh, millions of Christians, I hope, you know, and uh, that is the only thing that's really holding this back because mm -hmm. our culture is and our culture is saturated with Antichrist spirit. It's uh, all through it, through the drugs, uh, through the entertainment. And you could see it when uh, everything came to a halt with this coronavirus Mm -hmm. Everybody was screaming because their sports were gone, their entertainment was gone, and all they're left with is just themselves and their families and their home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, everybody's addicted to this stuff. But when you have people who are so-called leaders in the country, and you can see this in politics, and I, I don't want to get into this here because um, we're stepping into a, into some uh, some bad territory here. But we have political leaders over the years who have given themselves over to this mm. and actually perform a cult ritual yes. for power. Yes. And you wonder why some of these people still hang around. Mm -hmm. There's an answer for it. That's yeah, true. So but, let, me, let, me, let me ask you two questions then sort of, and, and we're going to sure. take it in this direction. So, so here's the thing. Share with us, if you can, uh, revisit with us. What are some of the interesting if you don't mind, what are some of the interesting UFO encounters that you've either heard about firsthand, witnessed about, researched about that, that just go to, to validate in your mind? Yeah. The alien antichrist, that that's the connection there. Yeah. When, when you start looking into this stuff and you realize it doesn't take long for uh, somebody, especially if you're a Christian and you're, you're familiar with, with uh, Christian, uh, the spiritual war that goes on between uh, the human race and the, the satanic uh, beings that are around us all the time that are seeking to destroy us. It doesn't take you long to realize what you're dealing with. Um, I've had several encounters with these things myself uh, back in the uh, early 80s. 
myself and uh, I think there was three other people with us, uh, witnessed a, a small airplane uh, being harassed by a, a, a UFO over Johnstown, Ohio. And this occurred at night, so the, 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 the UFO itself, and I'm using that just as an unknown flying craft, it appeared as a globe of light, but I saw a single-engine airplane trying to do uh, maneuvers to get away from this thing. It would fly circles around it. It would stop in front of it. The pilot would turn one way, and then it would move back into, in front of his uh, position, and mm. then he would turn another way, and I could hear the engine um, uh, as he was trying to, to give it fuel and to, to get away from this thing. And uh, eventually it just went straight up in the air and vanished. Wow. And, and the pilot went on. I, I never heard any more about it. I, I don't know who the pilot uh, was, but I'm sure whoever was flying that airplane never forgot it. But I was mm -hmm. actually an eyewitness to that. Um, driving across Indi Indiana uh, one night, this was actually on March 13th, 1997, um, which coincidentally, I believe, if I remember right, was the same night as the uh, uh, Phoenix Lights yes. uh, phenomenon that occurred in Phoenix, Arizona. I was in Indiana, and I had a CB radio so I could hear other people commenting on the same thing that I was seeing. I saw uh, two formations of lights, one, uh, uh, if you could imagine, a clock, one at 10 o'clock, one at 2 o'clock. The one at 10 o'clock would um, was like a, a line of lights, three, four, and then three. The one on the left side, uh, which would be uh, at 10 o'clock, looked like uh, it was shaped like an eye. Mm -hmm. um, four lights in a semicircle with a light in the middle. It would glow. The light in the, that was shaped like the eye would glow, and then it would go dim. And then the lights on the right at 2 o'clock would all brighten up and then sparkle. Mm -hmm. And we watched this for about 15 minutes until it finally vanished. Mm -hmm. And I heard at least uh, three or four other voices online. When I got to my destination, I asked them if there was an Air Force base nearby. And um, I, I, we had that little bit of a discussion. I don't have an answer for it, yeah. except that I did see this and it did occur uh, driving across the desert at night. I've seen um, and it could be human produced craft. We have a lot of craft in the air. Yeah, but when yeah. you see a vehicle that's going across the sky and it does a 90 degree turn, and then goes a completely different direction and then vanishes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're dealing with something that's not normal. Yeah. And now, uh, have you ever have you ever run across in your studies and research? Have you ever run across Christians that have experienced multiple? You mentioned earlier, and we talked about this, and even in, in, in the book, it's 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 there that there is a huge sexual component, and we have, obviously we have to be careful, but there yeah. is a huge sexual component involved in the alien abduction UFO phenomenon. Have you ever run across Christians that have experienced abduction uh, to that cases to that kind of level? No, I I run into very few Christians who've had a UFO encounter. Mm -hmm. I run into very few Christians, if they're walking with the Lord, that they will not see this stuff. Mm -hmm. And if they do see something, and some of it is part of the natural spiritual war that goes on with the Christian, the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ always, always takes care of this stuff. But no, the things you just described, I have never, now it could happen to somebody before they became a Christian. Right. But I haven't heard of anybody who's a Christian that this actually happens to, especially on a regular basis. Yeah. I've, I've had Christians experience 
what I would call, you know, attacks of the powers of darkness, that kind of thing. Right. But the UFO, the abduction being, quote unquote, taken on the ship and all of those things that are in there. I've not seen that happen uh, with Christians. So let me ask you this. What's what's next? I, I cannot throw enough weight uh, and support behind this book, Alien Antichrist. And again, I'm going to tell everybody, uh, there's two things you need to do as soon as this podcast is over, whether you're listening to it or watching it. You need to go to YouTube, and you need to like and subscribe to The Soul Trap, and then you need to go to Amazon and order Mr. Wingo's book, Alien Antichrist. If you start reading it, it you're going to read it in one weekend. I, I did, and you won't you won't put it down. What's next? Where? where what do we... Let me ask you this. Let me ask a two-part question. A, what do we do with this? How do we take this and go, okay, I need to integrate it into my day-to-day life? And then I guess the follow-up question after that is what's next for you? It's it's a great book. What Where do we go? What other material have we got? What have you got planned? So how do we use it? And then what can we expect from from the Wingo pen? Okay. I, I if, if, if somebody wants to get the book, it would help them to understand that there is a reality to this stuff. It's not something that's just made up in a, a TV show and uh, something that uh, they put on there, or ancient aliens and that kind of thing, but that there is a real spiritual reality to this that meshes with Bible prophecy. Mm. Now, whatever your stand is on Bible prophecy, you, you go ahead and take that stand. But if you, when you read the book, you will see how it meshes with Bible prophecy. Uh, the invasion, there will be three invasions of our planet. It's right there in Revelation chapter 9, and uh, there's two invasions in in Revelation chapter 9, and the first invasion itself is in Revelation chapter 12. This Mm -hmm. measures, obviously, with Joel, and uh, he talks about a spiritual uh, reality there that uh, these uh, these things are going to come and they're going to they're going to leap on the mountains. And and I I put all that in the book and Mm -hmm. uh, John talks about it. Uh, in in the revelation, just take the information and realize that uh, this world is going to undergo a fearful change in the future. These things are really going to be here. It's not going to be invisible. Um, the spiritual powers that we now wrestle with that are invisible that we can't see. Thank God, I don't want to see them. Yeah, but those they will become visible to us because they will undergo a spiritual change. Yeah, let me let me jump in here if I can. I'm sorry on something that you said, and and it, it was at the beginning of the book, but on page 27, you said even though our technical and scientific skills have developed and matured, our spiritual and even natural discernment is almost non-existent, and and, and I think that that's that's absolutely. So true. I told you this last time when we were talking on the phone, if you remember, I told you the story how that I had to run across town and I used the GPS to get there to drop off. I was dropping off some actual tennis rackets to be restrung. Well, I used my GPS to get there. Two hours later, the guy called me and said, hey, you can come pick them up at my house. Well, I didn't have my phone with me, but I thought, that's that's no problem. I I remember, I couldn't remember how to get to his house. It was just two hours. I had become so dependent upon that thing telling me where to go. I forgot about my landmarks, street signs. Well, when I read that, and then we were talking about that, and what you're talking about right now, this book, along with the Bible and study, we've got to recapture our spiritual discernment. Would you agree with that? Yes. The important part is the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the Bible, you will have no spiritual discernment. Uh, first of all, you have to deal with Christian truth and Christian doctrine, because yeah. that will protect you from false teachers, from false doctrines, and from false prophets. And believe me, 
There are lots of false teachers out there. There are lots of false prophets. And, um, you know, that's for another program to get into and discuss on that. But yeah. um, the Bible is the most important um, part of this in your life. If you're not reading the Bible, you will have no spiritual discernment. And as far as the spiritual war goes, if you're not reading the Bible, you won't be able to successfully fight the spiritual war, as Paul wrote about in Ephesians chapter 6, mm-hmm. because you have to know what you're dealing with, and you yes. have to understand the authority of Christ, and you have to understand where you stand with Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you don't uh, comprehend the authority of Christ and don't fully understand it, these things will steamroll you, yeah. and they will destroy you. They will destroy a Christian's life. Yes. If, uh, if you do not read the Bible and you don't have spiritual understanding. I agree. So I would say, first of all, get in that Bible and begin reading it as if it were food for a starving man. Mm. That's what you need for the Bible in these days. Because yeah. we see uh, deception all around us. Mm. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it talks about the strong delusion in verse 11. Yeah. And that strong delusion, I'm, I'm currently, I was sick for a period of time, and it's possible I may have had this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, for about three months, I was ill, and so I had to quit working on it. But I'm, I'm working on a book right now about the strong delusion. Mm. I have to say that uh, when it comes to the strong delusion, if you're not walking with the Lord and you're not submitting to Him, um, you are going to be in for some big surprises. Because when this thing begins, it's going. Jesus said that those who saw it, their, it would, their hearts would fail them for fear. Wow, yeah, yeah. And I, I will give you an example uh, quickly, and I won't go through the story, but you re- your listeners can look this up. It's 1 Kings chapter 22. You have the story of Ahab and Jehoshaphat yes. and the lying prophets and the true prophet of God, Micaiah. And Ahab had the true prophet, which is the word of God, standing in front of him, telling him the truth. He rejected that truth. Mm-hmm. And he embraced the false truth of the false prophets. The false prophets in that story were empowered from the court of God by a lying spirit, spirit yes. directly from God. Yes. The strong delusion doesn't come from people. It doesn't come from the devil. It doesn't come from a fallen angel. It comes from God. Mm. And mm. if you read Paul's writing in Romans chapter 1, People that refuse the truth, that want to walk in their sin, God does something that actually I find it frightening. He gives them over to the power of their sin. Yes. You can't escape. You can't escape because it it takes the grace and mercy of God Mm -hmm. to escape sin. But if God continually deals with a person and continually speaks to them and they continually say, no, 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 there's another day. There's going to come a point in time, and only God knows when that is. That he's going to turn that person over to what they want. Yes. And he's going to turn this world over to what it wants. And if it wants idols, and if it wants gods, and if it wants aliens, he's going to give it more aliens than it knows what to deal with. possibly in imagine. Fact, these aliens that are coming are going to destroy this earth. And the whole purpose, their end game is to prevent the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to planet Mm. Earth. And we know in the book of Revelation that with one word from his mouth, he destroys them. 
Yeah, it's good. It's armies of the Antichrist. It's good to know that we're on the winning side. And that's a good thing. Mr. Wingo, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the Soul Trap. And I'm excited now to hear about this this book. We're going to have to bring you on, have you maybe give you a primer, uh, give us a whet our appetite a little bit about this upcoming book down the road. Let me just encourage everybody right now, make sure you go and look up Alien Antichrist. I know you can get it on Amazon. That's where I got mine. Uh, Mr. We go. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Those of you that are listening, we want you to heed the words very closely. It's not a game. It's not just a uh, just a fun thing that you do. There's a spiritual warfare going on, and you have to make sure that you're on the right side, and that's the Lord's side. Stay in your Bible. Read the book Alien Antichrist. Make sure you go to the Soul Trap. You can go to SoulTrap.com and look at some of our uh, website there and material. Also, go to the Soul Trap podcast on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to it. Thank you for listening and make sure above all things that you are on that good and narrow way. The end is drawing nigh. Thank you again, Mr. Wingo. Thank you, Soul Trap listeners. We'll be back with you soon.